The NRL Integrity Unit is investigating a nightclub brawl allegedly involving Canberra player Curtis Scott. A bizarre set of circumstances at the Bulldogs this afternoon. Now, player Lachlan Lewis has been accused of stealing club property, attempting to offload it online. A set of speakers worth a couple of hundred dollars. This is a farce. You're playing a school for fools, Justin. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? I don't know what it was. Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith and Chris Lewis have all been suspended for one match and fined based on their salary. I don't know what it was. Warriors fullback Reese Walsh has been suspended for two matches and fined $5,000 after he was caught with cocaine on the Gold Coast. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? What was it? Sugar? Candy? Peter, I wasn't in the room. I don't know what it was. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 50 of the Dummy M podcast. I am B-Row. Sitting across from me always is my co-host T-Dog. Mate, 50 episodes. It's been 12 months essentially. And wow, here we are. Here we are. And I think I've managed to appear on every episode, even yes. though I've been traveling and spicy cough and yep. all that kind of stuff. I've managed to appear. So... I wouldn't have thought we'd get to 50, okay. to be honest. I'm like, well, like probably most podcasters, you have... Isn't it you that's told me, that, like, there's this graveyard Elephant of, graveyard, like... Yeah. yeah, like two ep and three ep podcasts yep, out there. Yep. So we've reached 50. We've had some amazing guests. Jeez, we've had some laughs. Yep. Discussed some really interesting topics. So uh, here's the next 50. Yeah, yeah, mate. I've loved it. And we're going to talk all about... People we've had on the show, some good times. In fact, our guests today. So we're going to be calling our very first caller. This was T-Dog's idea and a great idea it is that the very first person we had on this show on episode four, we're going to touch base with them hopefully. Now our main guest today is fan favourite comedian Mick Meredith who's been on the show multiple times. He's done a lot for us. So we thought of all the people we've had on in 50 Eps, we've got to talk to Mick. So we're going to be talking to him a little bit later in the show. And, of course, everyone's favourite weekly segment. They're not here to listen to us. Yep, yep. They're here for the joke off. Yep. Okay, and so we've got Jimbo returning. Mm -hmm. He's the goat handler for those <laughs> that have forgotten. Gary the goat. Yeah, that's right. Taking on Bob Warren, and they're telling jokes about what it means to be Australian, mate. Yeah, yeah. There was no one other than Jimbo and Bob Warren for this topic. Out yeah. of all the comedians we get on the show, this, yeah. is, this is right in their wheelhouse. So I'm looking forward to that. But, mate, we might as well just jump straight into round 11. I know it's been a touch quiet, hasn't it? So what's happening in the NRL? Well, I know when we started this concept, we kept thinking about, oh, rugby league players do all this dumb stuff. We'll have stuff to talk about. But I honestly think now that we're free to roam, they don't seem to be getting as much up to as much trouble as they were last year. Mm, mm. It doesn't seem to be as many off-field indiscretions as we were probably hoping and I'm sure PVL loves it don't get me yeah, wrong yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah there seems to be only minor stuff for the moment mm -hmm. give it time I know when it rains it pours yep, one yep. will lead to two which will lead to ten you know so we'll have stuff to talk about so not not huge movement at the moment in terms of the dummy M itself yeah okay I mean obviously last week we had Trent Barrett Leaving the club, was he pushed, did he jump, what's the, the go there? We don't actually know. But that's a big shake-up for a club. And so I think shenanigans uh, may be on the horizon for them because obviously things have changed. Some players might be happy, some might be disgruntled. But, yeah, they've been well-behaved. And I know it seems weird that we're kind of a little bit down on that, particularly because we're school teachers and we want good behaviour. That's exactly right, but, yes. Yeah, it's a little bit... Well, I, I, we are the dummy and we talk about dumb shit. And for me, the one thing that really stood out was in the Eels game, before it started on the weekend, we obviously played Manly, and I believe you made some flippant comment about how we were lucky to get the win. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before the match, they're like, oh, we're now going to give the correct... Pacific Island pronunciation of Junior Paulo's name. Right? Oh, it's, oh were they pronouncing it wrong? Apparently. Oh. Pronouncing it incorrectly. So we say Paulo, but apparently it is Paolo, right? So they've changed their pronunciation. And they talked to Junior before the game. He said, yeah, yeah, I want you to say it this way. Okay. Fair enough. I can respect that. I guess what sort of stood out is he's had over 178 first grade appearances. Yes. And it's taken them this long. Although it's technically, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, that he played a game of Union. Were you aware of this? I wasn't. So so his cousin talked him into, he had a local rugby union team, and he's like, oh, mate, just come down and, and play, play a game. We've got our grand final on the weekend. You can just run onto the field, right? 
Now, I don't know if he put on headgear. I don't know if he put on a fake moustache or whatnot. But he actually got in trouble because he ran onto the field and he played a game for this local rugby union team in their grand final. And he went on as junior polo, right? So he's played 178 first grade NRL games. And technically, he's played 179 if you include the rugby union game. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, after all this time, suddenly we've been saying his name wrong. Well, is this not like the whole Papali'i Papali thing? Yep. Now, Josh Papali just celebrated his 250th NRL game mm. just on the weekend, plus Origins, plus Australian games. Yet, I swear it was only just last year we went from Papali to Papali'i. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think to myself, look, I pre- it's your name. We should pronounce it yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not having a go at these people at all. Yeah, yeah. But why did Josh not say 12 years ago or whenever it was he started, no, no, mate, it's Papali'i, yeah. not Papali, because I'm sure we can pronounce it. Yeah. We might struggle with other long-winded names. I mean, if anyone out there is a 12th man fan, you know, he he openly mocks, you know, name pronunciations. But at least we can have a crack. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... That I I didn't know that it's now Paolo. Yep. And I didn't realise he played a rugby... What were the players on the opposition doing? Like, surely they would know who Junior Paolo is. And if they didn't... Local competitions aren't that big. You yeah. would know who who's in what team. Yeah. Some giant 120 kilo front rower runs out for the first time, and they're going, "Oh, this is normal." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think um, I don't know. Maybe he bamboozled them with like a fake name. So <laughs> he's a senior Paulo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be our 50th show if we did not have this lady on. It is J Dub. She is here with her sports roundup. We love every single bit that she does, and we're glad that she's still with us after 50 episodes. So take it away, Jules. Sports, 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 sports. Welcome back to the Dummy M News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. Congratulations on your 50th episode, boys, and thank you for that present. Oh, my God, is it going to get some use? Remember last week when I was picking on the Canterbury Bulldogs because they couldn't pick a coach? I believe my line was, pick a coach, any coach. Well, the North Melbourne Kangaroos have said, hold my beer, while they have mass walkouts of staff. They've managed to lose their list boss, their national recruiting manager, their national recruiting officer. And I tell you what, if the coach quits, the only person that's going to be left in the entire organisation is Nadine from Accounts. Nadine, pad up, you're in. Who's playing this week? The Warriors saw a shock exit from Matt Lodge this week. Was it a shock? I think we all saw it coming. And now the Warriors have ended up paying out Lodge 700k. I wonder if any of that's going to go towards the 1.6 million that the court has ordered that he owe in America for terrorising that entire family. And I don't think that it was so much of a shock as the fact that the CEO of the Warriors listens to this podcast, heard me call Matt Lodge a shit cunt the other day and went, you know what, I agree with her, axe that guy, fuck off to Union. Sticking with Rugby League and seeing this week out, we have the Manly Sea Eagles coach, Des Hasler. Manly Sea Eagles may actually regret ever giving Des Hasler elocution lessons, which they had to give him because the guy was basically incomprehensible in press conferences. Unfortunately, however, Hasler is looking at an awful lot of sanctions, including a fair bit of money, after he went after referee Ben Cummins on the weekend. He's looking at a pretty hefty fine, which quite frankly, if we couldn't understand what he was saying before, wouldn't have been a problem. But now, very clearly, boom, you're in trouble. Sucked in, Manly. No one likes you. And that's it from me for this week, boys. Congratulations on your 50th episode. That present you gave me is an absolute corker. For the rest of you that want to know what it is, you're going to have to check it out on social media. But guaranteed, the next time you see me, I'll have a giant big smile on my face. See ya! The Dummy M Podcast. Face it, as Eels and Broncos fans, they need something else to talk about. Well, mate, here we are on episode 50. And this gentleman has done so much for the show. He's been on the joke off a number of times. He's been a guest on the show a minimum of two times. And he's helped us with our production stings. He donated songs. And when it came to episode 50, we thought we absolutely, this is the one person that we have to speak to. Our favourite comedian, Mick Meredith. Mick, thanks for joining us here on the Dummy M episode 50. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Very well, thank you. We're doing well, Mick. Look, earlier on, obviously, you were very kind in donating your songs to us. Uh, are you doing much songwriting these days? Um, no, I gave more to you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's I not gave, true. I gave but... all my songs to you and uh, all my songwriting ability. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm sure that's not the case. So a bit of a quiet year on the songwriting front, buddy. 
Oh, I've been writing a lot of jokes. I'll get back into the songwriting. Uh, I had, well, I had to do uh, a few different jobs because of lockdown and COVID, but I've just quit one of the jobs, so I've got more time on my hands to do um, <laughs> podcast listening and songwriting, obviously. Excellent. Now, Mick, what comes easiest to you? Is it songwriting or is it joke writing? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do ask the hard, you know, the hard questions here. <laughs> hard hitting. Yes. Um, uh, song ideas are probably harder these days. Songwriting's quite easy. Uh, you know, I, I can always come up with a tune, but then you got to put some funny words to it. Uh, jokes are probably easier because uh, there's a lot of dickheads in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Now, mate, you are of course a huge Panthers fan, and Panthers on top of the ladder at the moment. So, how do you think they're travelling? Yeah, it always scares me when they're going this well this time of the season. Obviously, going to maybe drop a few games during Origin because uh, we'll have the entire team in, apparently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the way it's going, you're right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully they can uh, be playing this well at the end of the season. I mean, back-to-back uh, premierships would be good, but, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Mick, do you get a chance to go to many, if any, games? I haven't been to any games this year at all. So, yeah, massive NRL fan, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a reason for I, that? I just haven't had time. Sometimes I'll wander down to the local uh, bowling club to watch them uh, on the uh, telly because they haven't got uh, Foxtel. But, uh, yeah, that's the only time I've seen them. But, uh, yeah, I'm obviously planning to go and see them this year, but... Just having that time, mate. We're just um, moving house at the moment. We're just talking about that, so that's taking up uh, time at the moment. Ah, and so are you making a huge move, like cross suburbs? You're going back to Blacktown? What's happening, mate? Uh, I've just bought a huge uh, property at Badgeries Creek. Apparently they're pretty quiet there. <laughs> oh, okay. So moving away from people. Yeah, well, that's a joke because that's where they're building the airport. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, that flopped, didn't it? Because, oh, well, not because, I'm not from down there. So I don't know. No idea what I'm talking about. No, no idea. You could have told us anywhere or we would have believed you. So, You'd, but No, I'm, I'm, moving, I'm, I'm moving two streets. So, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Is that considered a big move or is it more an, an annoying uh, move? Uh, it's going to be an annoying move because you still have to get a bloody removalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. obviously fridges and washing machines involved and uh, some massive Maori dudes are going to help me out with that shit. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Excellent. I remember I worked with a a gentleman who was Greek and he said that his sister, when she got married, she moved one street away and yet her mum still cried for a month. Because you didn't move far enough. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and Mick, you mentioned that you're obviously downsizing. So you're in that that cleansing phase now, I suppose. Have you found, while you've obviously been decluttering, what is the most random thing you've come across or something you completely forgot that you had and then you probably haven't used it for 15 years? You're like, no, nah, I might keep this. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just add something to that. When I say downsizing, I'm downsizing. My partner is keeping all her clothes and shoes, obviously, because, because, you know, you might go to the footy again one day and need one of the 30 jackets she's got in the cupboard. That's right, yes, yes. Um, I, found a lot of, uh, I found a lot of old big leagues, like the old poster books and that, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty interesting. Don't throw those away. Lots of old, yeah, lots of old posters of um, Tom Eurydonicus and John Donnelly. And it's got the little uh, Craven A packet of fags in the mall. Oh, cigarettes. Oh, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Back when smoking yeah, a rugby yeah, league was synonymous. In pretty, in pretty good condition. So, yeah, obviously not like the penthouses under the bed. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> tough crowd again. <laughs> so, Mick, other than if the Panthers make the grand final and the move that's happening right now, what does the rest of the year have in store for you, mate? Uh, well, I didn't think the cruise ships would come back, but they have come back. But I have booked a lot of land gigs and stuff like that. Uh, so I've been quite enjoying just doing pub gigs again, just just playing to the monkeys, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. enjoying drunk people yelling random shit at me. A bloke called Marco the other night, he was he was a great deal of fun, just yelling from the darkness. <laughs> Mick, have you, have you really appreciated having audiences back? Is it something that you obviously took for granted and now appreciate or are you at that stage where you're just like oh you guys again 
No, I love walking on stage. The bit that I don't like is driving to the gig. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of negative in the end. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? Blah, 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 yeah, and that sort of stuff. I usually listen to a podcast on the way there just to keep my mind off it. But, yeah, I, I do like uh, walking on stage and trying out a new joke. Obviously, no new songs at the moment. I've got, I've got one song. I got a, it wrote three songs in lockdown, so they're going okay on yeah. stage. But, uh, yeah, new material is great to roll out in front of a crowd, just drunk, sitting in the darkness. Yeah, nice. Well, I'd imagine that being in pubs, as you just mentioned, you get heckled a fair bit. Are you the kind of guy who's very quick-witted and thinks on his feet, or are you – sitting at home, thinking of guys heckling you and, and coming up with retorts. <laughs> you know what my retorts are? Get uh, Driving home going, ah, I should have said that. Oh, of course. Uh, at, at my age and my hearing, you generally can't hear them, so you either got to roll over the top of them or go, you know, sorry, mate, what was that? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. 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 And then it's not worth them repeating because no. it was a waste of time. I Generally, can... the people in the front row are, are much are the most fun because it'll just be a nice little quick to and fro. But, yeah, people throwing stuff from the bloody back of the audience. You're like, what the f*** are you on about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can still remember one night in Parramatta. Uh, I'm trying to think, what was the name of the room that FG used to run? Was it the Woolpack? The Woolpack, yeah. The Woolpack, so yeah. I remember years ago seeing Mick at the Woolpack and some guy was giving him giving Mick a hard time. And Mick's like, geez, mate, you know, you sound a bit pent up. When was the last time you had a root? And the guy's like, you know, naturally, yeah. last night. And Mick's like, yeah, and I bet you got the receipt to prove it. Yeah. And, like, and everyone just burst out <laughs> yeah, laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fucking classy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me a story where the, the other person won. I thought, shut up. <laughs> no, no, I've never seen that one, mate. What are no. you talking about? Yeah. Now, Mick, I think when you were a previous guest on the show, you mentioned that you have been quite healthy. I, I, your partner is into the health. And I must admit, after the last time we spoke, I did a bit of stalking. And uh, right. you are definitely looking a lot healthier these days than you were probably even a couple of years ago. What what what's changed? What have you done? What besides obviously your partner and her probably pressuring you into living a healthier <laughs> life? Is it what what have you done? Was it the fact that you know you hit fifty and you realised you had to do something? Was it you wanted to do it? Have you enjoyed doing it? I had a bit of a health scare when I was away in New York a few years ago. Like I thought I had a heart attack. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, so I came back and it wasn't a heart attack, but it, it was a scare enough to kick into gear. And uh, I gave up the booze for six months, changed my diet, started doing a bit of CrossFit. Yep. And then met my partner who was a runner. So then I became a runner. Mm. And uh, yeah, I did. I did. I've done five half marathons since I've met her in the last six years. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I never would have never would have done that without her. Yeah. I actually did one two weekends ago, and this is a good story. I'm coming home. I got, it was about two k's to go. I'm not feeling great, and this bloke yelled from across the road in the middle of the city. Go old timer, go old timer, and I'm thinking, I must be an old bloke. Me, I'm stumbling, <laughs> <laughs> and all, also, also, since I have lost weight, I've got a stalker. I do think it could be one of you two. If I post anything on Instagram or anything about a run or health, being healthy, he goes. He'll, he'll send me a private message. He or she will send me a private message. Go, mate, you were funnier when you were fat. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Oh, that's not very nice. No, it is. is it? Yeah. Like, Though I think that is a little bit of a truism in it comedy, is, isn't it? It is, yeah. comedy actors. But I'll, I'll share with you a story, Mick, about, uh, you know, not realising that you're the old person in the room. So I got called up for jury duty last year and I really didn't want to do it on the last day because I actually wanted to drive to Mackay and watch the Eels play the Roosters, right? And so I was like praying that I wasn't going to be picked and I'm standing there and they're calling them all out and it was all these old white guys and they just get getting called up and I'm like thinking, ah, sweet, I'm, I'm home and hose here. They're only calling up old white guys. And then suddenly I'm like, hey, wait a second. What, no, no reflective surfaces in your house? Yeah, no. yeah, it, it seems that way. But, mate, uh, tell... You, you look good. You look pretty good. Don't uh, take that one, mate. No, but I'm definitely, mate, I'm almost 50. So, mate, uh, where can people find out where you're performing next so they can get along and support Mick Meredith in person? Uh, I post a lot on um, Instagram, Mikko Meredith, so I'll just post a picture and have all my tour dates on there. Or mick.com.au is 
still pretty up to date when I feel like doing something on there. And yeah, those are the two best places to find out where I'm playing. And I've got a lot of dates coming up, so yeah, get involved. Are you planning on heading interstate at all, Mick? Well, there's been no offers and there's been enough in New South Wales, so I would love to, but uh, yeah, I probably should get on to that. Once, once I get this move done, I'll uh, be proactive and get into uh, the other states. Yeah, well, yeah. we know you've performed in Gladstone and certainly if you come again, we will be there front row supporting Mick Meredith. Mate, once again, we really appreciate everything that you've done for the Dummy M and we love having you on and no doubt we'll be talking to you later in the year mm. as the um, Panthers lose to the Eels. <laughs> again. <laughs> and, and congratulations on the uh, fifth, is it 50 episode? It yes, is. It is. Yeah. 50, eh? Unbelievable. Go old timers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, mate, it is our 50th episode, and I'm really pumped that we are here. And a regular on this show, more often than Mick Meredith, who we've actually got as our main guest today, is, of course, Roosters player JWH. We've talked about this guy a fair bit, so I guess we owe him a little bit of thanks for all the shenanigans that he's gotten up to. But once again, mate, he's essentially been reserved a place in the sin bin. What happened? Well... Before we get on to JWH, if any of our listeners out there actually have a connection to him, <laughs> do a shout-out. Like, hook us up. Let's see if we could actually get him on the show. I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, 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 him moaning up. I actually think he copped the rough end of the pineapple on the weekend. Okay. So in a try-scoring opportunity for the Panthers, he's clipped Fisher-Harris around the head. Right. He still scored the try. Then, of course... They've reviewed it, and uh, yeah, he's got him high. I'm not. Nobody's doubting that, but he was placed on report, and I would think that if in 90% of the other cases, probably in the NRL, nobody would have thought twice about it. But because it's JWH yep. and his background, of course, they've got the microscope out and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. looked at it under the lens, and uh, he was placed on report. Now he decided to argue that fact on the field. In a live mic. Right. Yes. So it was something along the lines of, oh, this happens every beep and time. Every beep and time. Why, you know, it's kind of, he's trying to say, why can't I get a break, this, that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the referee went, well, stop. Just give me a gobful, there's 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he decided to argue that fact that he just got <laughs> 10 minutes. About arguing the fact that he was just put on report. So I don't, he kind of didn't get the first message. And clearly he didn't get the second message. So the ref gave him 10 for arguing the fact that he was placed on report, but he was trying to argue the fact that this happens far too often. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, he should know. Well, this is JWH. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say he should know better. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can't – it wasn't the ref, though, was it? No. They reviewed it. Correct. It went up to the bunker. So that was the bunker's verdict. Yes. And he just passed it on. Yes. So he's the messenger. Yes. And I guess that's the only element that I have of, like, well, you're yelling at the wrong person, aren't you? Well, you should actually be doing the old man Abe Simpson yelling at the, the clouds. Cloud. Or yeah. was he – or the players all know the refs are mic'd now. Yeah. So he might have been having the conversation to Sutton knowing that the mic would hear it and they would pick it up in the bunker. Yeah. I don't know where I might be giving him too much credit here yeah, yeah, yeah. for being too clever. Yeah. But I'm I wouldn't doubt for a fact that he knew that it was being recorded yeah, and right. would be heard. So he couldn't wait like till Tuesday night. He had to gobble off. Yeah. And what was the outcome? Well, I would have thought, yeah, he would wait till Tuesday night to argue his case, park in his actual car park that they have out the front of the doors there, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. the JWH car park. Mr. And WH, back. Yeah. I actually think he's got his own swipe card now to, to get in. So he would have just walked in like a regular. They don't even have face recognition for him anymore. They just walk straight in. And, uh, yeah, so I believe he's copped a fine. He, he didn't actually get suspended. And I, I agree with it. Yeah, what yeah. he did was contrary conduct. He yeah, yeah, yeah. gave the refs a spray for essentially doing their job, has copped a fine, which will earn Rooster some points, yep, yep. which I'll update later. Yes. And uh, we all move on. Yeah, okay. So $1,800 just for saying the F word. Uh, mm. No, it wasn't. I don't think that would have been what it is. I think he was, in, he was questioning the refs' integrity. Oh, yes. Okay. As in, I'm Jared. You're, if this was someone else, it would sort of slip yeah, through. Yeah, right, right, right. That's the vibe that everyone. He didn't say it, but that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, you know, Cameron Smith. So, oh, yeah. is that where you go with this? <laughs> Do you want to hear my Fox Force 5 joke? Well, let me tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? You can tell a joke, can't you? Nope. Oh. 
Episode 50, mate, we have had probably... I don't know, about at least 30, if not 35 joke-offs on this show. Correct. Because we didn't start with this concept. It just sort of evolved one day. And we've certainly had Bob Warren on the show many a time. And Jimbo's now back for essentially his third visit. So that's awesome. So we're starting to get a little bit of a pattern of these two taking each other on. We'll start with Bob Warren, mate. Welcome to episode 50. Thanks for joining us. Good on you, champions. Nice to be here. Excellent. <laughs> now, James Bow, Jimbo. Mate, so we're going to be tackling the topic today of what it means to be an Australian. And personally, I don't think I've met anyone as Australian as you. And so I'm really confident in you today, mate. How are you feeling? Mate, I'm all barred up and ready to fuck this sausage. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. Fuck the hot dog with my sausage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I'm yeah, glad yeah, that you cleared yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, T-Dog, I guess episode 50, why don't we tell everybody how it works? Well, for those that may be joining us for the first time, I doubt they will be. But anyway, you never know. Yep. We've got two great comedians joining us. They're going to go joke for joke. Jimbo, you won the toss, so you're going to go first. And I'll go joke for yep. joke for three jokes. And at the end, I determine who is the best at telling us what it's great to be Australian, I believe. So, all right, when B-Row r- rings the bell, Jimbo, unleash. Okay. <laughs> all right, what I reckon it means to be Australian now is if you do what you're told. There's nothing more Australian than being doing what you're told. If you don't do what you're told, you're un-Australian. For example, in this recent election, I'm in the McKellar electorates, been run by Liberals for 76 years. Who wins it? Dr Sophie Scamps, one of the Teal chicks. Why did she win? Because we were told on every single Telegraph poll with five of her posters down it to vote for her, and she got voted in. But I want to tell you guys, I'm different. When I went to the polling booth, they all came up to me and their Teal chick said, you should vote for Dr Sophie Scamps. I said, why? She said, she's a doctor. And I said, well, if she's a gynecologist, she'll make a great politician. And she said, why? I said, because she's used to dealing with cuts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bob. Yeah, what it means to be Australian, guys, you always have a mate called Wazza, Gazza or Tanker, and one of them is usually a wanker. You're right. <laughs> well, Bob's got a good point because I've got my hand on my cock at the moment, but moving <laughs> on to my points. <laughs> Another example of being Australian doing what you're told is the jabs. We were told to take all these jabs for this disease, which we're now told is no worse than the flu. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been double jabbed. I've, been, I've had the, the double boosters. I've had three flu shots. I've had monkey shots, encephalitis. I've had more pricks in me than a secondhand dartboard, right? <laughs> and I, I've not only got the jabs, I've been going up to those un-Australian people who didn't get vaccinated, who weren't, didn't do what they were told, and I've got their Medicaid card, and I've got 200 bucks off each of them to go in and pretend I'm them and get more fucking jabs. So I've had about 70 jabs because I've been told there's no side effects and there's nothing more Australian than that. You're right. <laughs> well, if you really are Australian, you'd much rather someone root your missus in front of you than have another bloke take the barbecue tongs off your mid-sausage sizzle. <laughs> I agree with you, Bob, especially if you've been married for five or more years. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> And on women, Bob, I reckon we've been told to empower women. And I reckon it's great that all these chicks are getting empowered by becoming politicians, getting all the top jobs. And I reckon it's great because for the first time ever, us blokes have got a chance to fuck our way to the top as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this is about being bloody Australian, fellas. You flat out refuse to dance. If you're Australian... You flat out refuse to dance to anything because it's embarrassing. However, when Eagle Rock plays, you're more than happy to drop trow and flop out the goodies bag in front of complete strangers on any dance floor. Is that true? That is true. That is true. Especially if you're a manly supporter. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jimbo got the last word there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, That last fact is so true, Bob. You're right. You could be at the most boring party ever eagle rock comes on and the whole atmosphere changes yep. i do did like appreciate the joke about having the uh tongs stolen off you I, I think we can all relate to that but i've got to admit today's winner I, I like the fact about you know sleeping your way to the top that was a ripper jimbo you're today's winner cheers and if there's any chicks out there with a job i'll fuck you <laughs> <laughs>
you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, then Buzzsprout is the platform for you. Buzzsprout is easy to use and you can upload a new episode within minutes. The platform has tons of features to help make your podcast sound great as well, like video tutorials, helpful Q&A sections, and a quick customer question page where you can get one-on-one support. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in our show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Well, T-Dog, once again, we find ourselves recording on a Wednesday. In fact, we're at school, we're in the music room, and there is some form of dance I think next door, yes. happening. Yeah, so a teacher's teaching a couple of kids. I think they're sort of doing like a statewide thing. Yeah, right. So there's a video conference, and they're learning a particular dance that's going to come together with all these schools across the state. So it sounds amazing. You can actually hear a little bit of it through the Is, wall. I can confirm that's not Biro's playlist. No. You know, in the background, no, if you no, can hear you know it. my so, playlist. Yeah, yeah, that's not right. Like that no, at all. not at all. No, quite heavy. But anyway, yes. mate, so obviously you normally do the points on a Wednesday night. It's Wednesday afternoon. Correct. What are we going to do? So just like last week for our regulars, I will update the points tonight. It'll go up on the Facebook page, Drunken Sober Chronicles. And then I'll record my bit at home, just like we did last week, and we'll slip it straight in. Seamless. Yes, just like right now, here's T-Dog with his points update. Okay, listeners, as promised, here's the points update after round 11. No major incidents is taking place this week, as discussed on the show, so we've all just got minor fines this week. So teams earning points are your Seagulls, your Bulldogs, your Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Sharks. And you're probably thinking to yourself, hang on, did T-Dog just mention the Seagulls? You bet your ass he did. So after nine rounds of having no points, they are now on three points. So they've jumped from 16th to 12th now, the Seagulls. So at the bottom of the table, all tied together, we've got the Tigers, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Roosters. They're all on two points down the bottom. And Manly have jumped them. They're now on three points. At the top of the table, still sitting in third, we've got the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs on 9 points, Penrith Panthers on 11 points in second, and still out front on 18 points tied are the Broncos and the Dragons. And now it's time to talk some hijinks. Game on, boys. Well, this gentleman is the first person that we ever spoke to via telecommunication device on the Dummy M podcast, episode 4, I believe it was. And we'd actually received an email from him saying, oh, thanks for using my picture on your Facebook page. And it turns out we'd actually used his and somebody else's in some memes and some funny stories. And his name is Damo. And we thought on our 50th episode, well, we'd call him up and go, mate, here we are, 50 eps. What have you been up to? Damo, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Yourselves? Not too bad. Now, I see your profile picture here is you dressed as a, what are you, a touch judge, a referee, a video ref? What are you? No, we went as referees for Magic Round, 15 of us, and uh, we had touch judge flags as well. But I was the I was the organiser, so I was the main ref. The, okay. Uh, now, you know, Damo... The dominant ref, as they called it. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Did you think at any stage of jumping the barriers and actually getting out there and refereeing? Well, mate, we were asked to by the Warriors fans after the first half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did anyone come up asking for autographs or pictures? Oh, mate, we had a lot of people coming up for photos, but we had a lot of abuse that day. Get them on side, ref. Yeah. <laughs> all day, ref. <laughs> oh, mate, I, B-Ro and I went to Magic Round, and I think even before the ball was kicked off in that very dour first game between the Knights and Bulldog... That people were already yelling that, you know, they'd be doing it all day. Yeah, yeah Come yeah. on, people, let's move on. Yeah. Yes. So, no, we, we look, how it turned out is a sad day. It was only one of us that had their team playing, and it was only the Dragons anyway. So, pretty much, we had 18 of us uh, all there all weekend, and we just thought, sad day, we, we want to make refs great again after last year's debacle. Have you dressing up as referees, has it improved them? You know, are they great again? Well, mate, we feel for the referees because they got abused this week, apparently, um, and they're getting death threats. So, you know, we, we, we sided with the referees. We actually want to join their union and be a part of them. Okay. I, like, is this legitimate? You're not, like, taking the piss? No, no. We, look, we, I, I, look, the referees make a very uh, 
make very tough decisions and sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't, even if their eyes are painted on, as, as they like to tell us. <laughs> um, mate, I've been, a, I've been a cricket umpire, so I know the pain of uh, what the referees cop every day, every week. Good on you. Yeah, I okay. say, yeah, good on you. That's a, that's a good cause. By the way, your picture is still up. It's still prominent for the, uh, the Dummy M and the Drunken Sober Chronicles, so you're still there. Last time we spoke, we had a good discussion about the Broncos. Now, we're almost 12 months removed. It was quite a dour, low, uh, enthusiastic discussion. It's turned around a bit this year. We're fifth, baby. What are you thinking, Damo? Mate, I was there through the tough times. I went to every game at Suncorp in 2020 and 2021 being a season member. Yeah, good on so you. I've seen the good and I've seen the bad. I even bought shares in the club and they've tripled in that time. So, mate, the only way is up. Nice. That's awesome. That is great. So, uh, you know, your, what, $4.50 worth of shares is now, what, $13, $14? Mate, no, I went 500 so it's now 1200 so Oi! Wow. wow, look at you go. Okay, all right. And, um, mate, are you, any plans to keep this sort of charade up? Are you going to go to other games dressed as umpires or are you sort of like... I, I, my brother-in-law, they, they go to the cricket all the time, and so like one time they were dressed in chicken suits, and there was one Colonel Sanders, and then they were hamburgers and a McDonald's. So, do you think every Magic Round you're going to sort of mix it up, or you're always going to go back? Yeah, to the... we are. Yep. No, we definitely are. Look, last year we had eight of us, and we we went to Magic Round. This year's eighteen. Next year, you know, we're we're trying to get to eighty people, and we're going to do something different next year. So, you know, we look to me personally, I was thinking referees every year, a bit like the you know the Stormtroopers at the yeah, Gabba yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking making referees every year, but the guys want to want to mix it up. And I guess, you know, it's not just me that goes. It's a it's a bunch of us. We had you know people fly in from Sydney and 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 drive up from Port Macquarie for the weekend. So you know we had people coming in far and wide. So you know I do, I'm a man of the people. So I want to make sure that everyone has has enjoyment for for Magic Ground. It's not just about me, but it is, it was my birthday. So it's sort of my birthday weekend when it falls on the Tuesday. It's a massive three day bender for me. So you said that you went along on the Saturday and the only team playing was the St. George team, is that right? Oh, of the people that was yeah, with us. Yeah, that yes. were there. Sorry, yeah. they support the St. George team. They actually ended up losing in a golden point game. So did you, as a referee, then blame yourself for the loss? Well, I wasn't the St. George fan. One of the other guys was. Well, did he then blame himself well, we, we put him 10 in the bin, really. So. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What about when you when you went to the bar or you went to the bathroom? Did people actually legitimately think you were a legitimate ref? Look, a couple of people did because, you know, if you have a look at the shirt on my Facebook page, we had the official NRL logo with yeah. Yui. So we, yeah. we went, we, you know, we went all out. It cost us about 50 bucks a shirt. Yeah, yeah right. Wow. Yeah. So... Now, so it wasn't cheap. Now, Damo, you're familiar with Jarvo, sneaking onto pictures, getting into photographs all over the world. Have you thought about yourself going to address as a referee? Maybe Now, I'm not talking to Suncorp, but maybe a lower game somewhere and trying to actually referee a match? Mate, look, it, it, it came across our minds at Suncorp, actually. We thought, you know, if Jarvo can do it, why can't we? Yep, and then obviously you chickened out. Yeah, then we saw how much the fine was. They remind us, and we yeah. wanted to come back to Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> Weren't you scared that like you might bump into JWH in the crowd and he punches you in the head? <laughs> well, I saw JT in the crowd and he saw me and just laughed. He thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, Damo, mate, we will plan to get you back on episode 100, but next year at Magic Round, dude, why don't we actually catch up and we'll have a beer? No worries, guys. Well, mate, I guess maybe it's sort of fitting that it was a very quiet week so that we could actually talk about episode 50. So obviously people who've listened to this show before, you know, we started out and it was kind of a competition. We were really focusing on the dummy M competition aspect of it and trying to think and play with how can we turn this into something that is mainstream where people could actually play it in large numbers. Didn't quite figure that out. I think it's more of an app. I think that's the problem is that it really it's like a, like a footy tipping type competition. Possibly. I think we're yeah. still, we're still nutting it out. We are. I, we I, are. I, there's, there's a, Chance that the competition will look very different next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the through line is we've been feeling our way with it, but I guess the central theme all the way through hasn't changed, that we talk about all the dumb stuff that happens in league. And along the way, obviously, I have a background in radio and television and comedy, and I knew a lot of comedians. And so over time, it sort of became quite quickly that our regular guests were stand-up comedians. And we've had a number on the show, and I guess I wanted to ask you today, what were some of the your favourite interviews when it came to comedians? Well, for me, it's got to be Mick Meredith. Yep. It, it just has. Yep. Uh, so I 
a child of the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. uh, the footy show mm. was at its peak. Yep. You know, we're talking probably late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. For me, it was must-watch TV, much like Hey, Hey, It's Saturday was yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every Thursday night, I would watch the footy show religiously. I would not miss an episode. And I first come across Mick Meredith on TV. Yep. And uh, really liked his stuff. I mean, mm. obviously, Carl Barron got his crack there, and I've seen him live numerous times. But the fact that I, in person through you, got to meet Mick Meredith at your house, mm. and I've now managed to sort of stay in touch with him, is, uh, yeah, it's just something like that. that you know, that has grown out of this. Mm-hmm. It's just, or even our friendship. But he was happy to give us his songs. And they were yeah. great songs. Yeah. Such good songs to help launch us as well. And we use them for, you know, several episodes. So comedian-wise, my pinnacle would be Mick. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. yeah. And see, what I love about talking to Mick, from my perspective, is, you know, I knew him from stand-up. We lived not too far away. And then eventually he ended up moving just over the back fence to me. So I saw him a fair bit. And to this day, one of my favourite writing sessions ever was with Mick one night. We just were just pissing ourselves laughing. And when he got home, he was walking in his door, he told me later, and he's cracking up laughing. His wife's like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, oh, it was just a really good night. Yeah, it was so much fun writing and creating with him. So I've always loved his stuff and I love the fact that he's been on the show. I think it goes without no shock that I'm going to throw in a couple more that I would say... I'm a massive fan of Ostentatious. Oh, he's so, I so loved, good. I loved having Austin on as well as Mick. I thought Austin was hilarious. He was great. He was really funny. I think having big names on the show too was like so Tahir yeah. and Dave O'Neill. And uh, I knew Tahir. Akmal. From, yeah, Akmal. I, I, well, I knew Tahir and I knew Akmal, but I didn't know Dave O'Neill. And Dave O'Neill couldn't have been nicer. He was, he was amazing. Yeah. And I've actually emailed him since or messaged him since, and he's gotten back to me, and yeah. he didn't have to. You're right. So, yeah, having those sort of names on the show, we had Chris Franklin as well, yeah. Aria winning Chris Franklin. So it's been, comedian-wise, we've been spoiled. And to just circle back to Mick and also to include Julia Wilson in this, the thing I love about having them on the show is I, I sort of get to catch up with them every yeah. single time, yes. you know, so it's like, it's lovely to hear their voice. Yeah. So I really like that. I guess can't go past the biggest name we've had on the show, who would you say that is? We might be different. We might well, that's true too. I can remember us being legitimately nervous for this one. Tony Barber. Yeah, Tony's, Tony's the biggest name, I think. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, mate, yeah. I remember when you told us that you'd had Tony Barber. Yep. And I was like, no. Yeah. No. And then there he was. We were legitimately talking to Tony Barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we fist bumped. We did, and yeah. we both went. We're a little nervous for this. This is our first big guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was, he was excellent. He yeah. was gracious. Had some funny stories. Mind is still sharp yeah. for a guy in his eighties. Yeah, I think he's yeah. eighty-one or something. Yep. Still sharp as a tack. Yep. Mate, that that to me was really special. Yeah. Really special. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, whether they're a name or they're not, we've still had we've had comedians that you probably really haven't heard of yet yeah. have still provided much entertainment and have been great to chat with. And eventually people sort of have taken on the role of the joke off too. So You look at guys like Sean Chilbra. Yep. You know, he called us driving around in the Atherton Tablelands, yeah, yeah, was yeah. happy to take out. He was thankful that we called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, El Del Bene, I thought was really cool. Remember after yeah. we interviewed him, I'm like, I'd love to message him because he seemed really cool. And now he's part of it. You know, the joke with yeah. Gary Eck. Gary Eck, who was one of my favourites growing up too. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So... I look back and I'm uh, really blessed in the last 50 weeks to get the opportunity. Just to, I'm just a guy from Gladstone who loves yeah. rugby league, who happens to be mates with you, a genuine comedian who knows other comedians. And, oh, yeah, it's 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 been really – So I, I think – I don't think I've appreciated it enough. I think in the busyness of my life, being a dad of really yep. young kids, I haven't had the opportunity to really reminisce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to the show every week, yep. you know, go back and listen. But if, if I truly sit back and go – Wow, the people we've spoken to. And I'm sure there's more to come. The fact that we've even got to speak to some UFC fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been, all all of them, have been really cool. You know, these are guys that I've seen fight live and on TV in front of international audiences. Yep, yep, yep. And the fact that we get to talk to them. Yeah. It's just, I I don't think I can put into words just how special that is. Yeah, and onward and upward, I mean, no doubt we're going to have a guest every week. I think I've somewhat exhausted maybe my A-list connections. <laughs> However, I will endeavour to get as many big names as I can. 
but we still got I've got at least 20 comics that I can tap on the shoulder who yeah. are going to come on the show and you know what we could one day and it's not like I'm deliberately avoiding it but I'd like to keep trying to get new guests guests that we haven't yeah, actually had I agree. on yeah. but at any point we could turn around and go hey Akmal come back or mm. Chris Franklin come back or yeah we could well, Del Bene Gary they yeah. all come back yeah. ostentatious would too Mate, he would I reckon he would so you know we can always double back but yeah I want to keep pushing forward and getting new guests I one I forgot to mention that was really special to me because he was such a cool dude and we got to do it in person was Maroon. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a guy who actually just went through a fair bit of trauma the yeah, week before, yeah, yeah. which you know we don't need to go into. Yep. You know, he still gave up his time, yeah. caught up with you. He was just such a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but my goal, or I would hope out of this... I'd love to get more rugby league players for me starters. Too, me you know, too, yeah. So once again, if anyone out there knows any rugby league players that are willing to have a chat to us, yep, yep. I think we're, we're all right, you yep, know. Yep. Let it, you know, get in touch with us. Mm. All we're asking, 10 minutes of their time. Yeah. You know, give us 10 minutes. Yep. I'm waiting for the day when we get asked to go on another show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for that. So whether it happens before episode 100. Okay. I wouldn't mind actually being on another podcast yeah, okay. and see how we could. I'm not going to go looking for it sure. like, like that. I just, just be, want it to naturally Yeah, I would like happen. to see if it naturally grows. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Well, that's not a bad goal. So let's put it into where are we now? So 49 more reps technically. Yeah, that's right. And Yeah, and uh, I've got to just end here on I really enjoyed we did three days of recording at Magic Round and there were beers involved. I actually really enjoyed you, Jono, and I sitting around just sort of shooting the breeze. There's no big names. There was no guests. No. It was just three jabronis just recording and having fun and getting to drink beer at the same time. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm looking forward to playing those when I go away with the army. So, mate, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think, yeah, bring on the next 50, as you said. And I'm kind of looking forward to the surprise guest. You know, I know in that 50 I'm going to land someone who will be another Tony Barber or someone, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. only one out of 50, but still. Oh, mate, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it, absolutely. Yep, so I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, mate, onward and upward, as you say. Yes. Well, as episode 50 comes to a close, T-Dog and I bought Julia Wilson a bit of a present to say thank you for appearing on our show as many times as she did. I think her segments, it came in after at least episode 10, so it was sort of between eps 10 and 20, and she started doing that weekly segment. So... A minimum, a minimum of 30, if not 35 episodes she's actually been with us. And Rob Andrews filled in for a one time because she was travelling around. But, yeah, I'd have to say probably 32, 33 eps she's done, which is amazing. It is. It is. And I really think she's found a niche. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think – and with everything, with every element of this show, it's – I like to think it's been, well, just let it happen. Just practice and just keep going and you don't need to rush it and just – it'll find its feet. Yeah. And it has. Yeah. It yeah. really has. I think yep. J-Dub scours the land. Yep for the best stories and mm. likes to uh, poke fun at them, which is the point to our show. So yep. fits in perfectly. Yep, yep. So I was considering initially a buyer a bottle of scotch, and I know she likes a scotch, but I don't know what it was. I just have this thing in my head about maybe that'll get stolen or broken, and it, it, I would hate it to turn up and it's broken, mm. and it's not really much of a gift. And strangely then, uh, knowing J-Dub, I thought, you know what would be really funny is if we buy a giant dildo, okay? And I mentioned it to you and I said, do you want to go halves? And you were like, yep, no worries. So went down to the adult store, ran in and... You just got- asked for one J-Dub special and I- they just... <laughs> <laughs> I asked if we get a discount because, you know, it's for J-Dub. But yeah. anyway, young fella behind the counter, really friendly. G'day, how you going? I was like, mate, I'm after your biggest dildo. And he goes, mate, right there. And this thing was just <laughs> humongous. And I, I burst out laughing. And I went, yep, that's it. And I picked it up, 129 bucks, and I put it back. <laughs> I went, I love her, but I maybe don't love Jade up that much. Yeah. And so I was thinking, I was thinking more 80, 90 bucks in that kind of range anyway. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, check out this one and this one and this one. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, we do have this fist over here. And I came around and it was like this rubber fisting dildo and it was big enough that it would be humorous and the box that came in actually looked like a scotch box oh perfect right so j-dub actually told me when she got it she was like i thought it was a bottle of scotch when i opened it but she opened it up and she burst out laughing right so we wrote her a little note we got a card you know saying on behalf of the dummy m thanks for joining us episode 50 we love what you do you know and we thought what better present than giving you this giant dildo and 
the funny thing was she sent me two pictures and she goes, which picture do you prefer? She hadn't mentioned that she'd received it, right? And I was like, for what? Like, I didn't notice what oh, was, you didn't? I didn't notice oh, what was I happening. Noticed it no, yeah, no, yeah. everybody else did. I noticed it straight away. My wife away. saw it, Bernie saw yeah, it, you yeah. saw it. I missed it. And I'm just working away and she's like, which one do you think? And I'm looking at it like technically and I went, oh, well, the one on the left has better framing. You know, and I'm talking <laughs> about, I think you've got too much, you know, space above your head in the other one, you yeah. know. And, and then um, she's like, oh, because I, I want to put it on my Facebook and say thank you. And I said, for what? You know, waiting to coax it out of her. And she goes, for the greatest present ever. And I've gone, ha, 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 ha. And I said, well, give me three minutes. So I've clicked on a photo to Photoshop in a giant dildo oh, yeah. and realised what she's done is she's I, sent two pictures and she's got the fist of it on her chin like she's pondering. The, the, think, the thinking the thinker, man. Yeah, the, yeah, thinker. the thinker, yeah. And so... So she's actually already got the dildo in the picture, which was hilarious. Yeah. And she was right. She was like, if I put it up on Facebook and it's just a dildo, then perhaps it could get taken down. Yeah. However, if I do a clever picture like this and I allude to it, I think it's going to. So apparently J-Dub is going to put this episode with the link and the picture and talk about it on her social media. Brilliant. But I think what a, what a way to close out in that, you know, we love having J-Dub on the show. She's, it's amazing to have a comedian of her level every week give us free content. Yep. It's incredible. So Absolutely. We are incredibly grateful. I don't know what we're going to do for EP 100, uh, how we're going yeah. to top the top the dildo. I'm sure J-Dub let us know. But, uh, yeah, maybe it'll have to will, be. Will we have to pay for someone to make a special visit? Male escort, do you think? <laughs> oh, hey, I, did, I just said visit. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say specifically okay. why. <laughs> All right, well, we'll think about something. However, to close out, we definitely have to thank our wives. Yes. And say thank you to Kath and thank you to Kate for yeah. allowing us to come and do this. Mm -hmm. And to my wife for organising us to get down to Magic Round and get three shows recorded in the bag. That was fantastic. And, mate, to you as my co-host, you know, as I said, you started today saying you've been on every show, and that's right, you have. Yeah. You know, and so I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it, and I want to keep going. And, yeah, I hope we just, as you say, I'd really like to get some rugby league guests too. Yeah, I would. Mm. I would. And I understand that what we're doing is very satirical. Yep. But I think if you really listen to our interviews, we're not – they are lighthearted, but we're yeah. not making fun. Even though the premise to our show is to make fun of what they yeah, do, yeah, yeah. if we're doing interviews, we do take them quite seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if anyone out there does know, like I said, any footballers that are willing to give up 10 minutes of their time, yep. past, present, future, you know – Women, well, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, hell, we even had Megan Hunt, one of the you know girls we used to teach, yep, play, AFLW. you know, AFLW player. So, we're happy to talk to to anyone out there about what they're up to, how they got into that that field. So, yeah, I'd love to get more footballers on if we yep, can. Yeah. yeah, well, that is the goal for episodes fifty-one through to one hundred. So, yeah, we'll try and get. We've had Darren Centre, and Darren's probably what probably the only player we've had. Is no, it? remember we had Casey Maguire. Oh, actually, yeah. Casey and Darren. And then at Magic Round, of course, we got Aaron Woods and we got Gary, Gary Larson. Larson. So we've had four four players in 50 eps on. So yeah. I've got to beat that and get five. Yeah, 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 I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, work yeah. towards that. Yeah. But, mate, great fun. Episode 50. Love doing the show. And I guess we'll sign off now. And as you say every week, have a beer with your dad for me. And take care of yourselves. The Dummy M. Take two dummies, mix it with stupid sports stories, and you get the dummy M. Available on all major podcasting platforms.